Farmers in the Harvest. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Now, your host, Kevin Fulcher. Hello, and welcome back to Laborers in the Harvest. It's great to have you as a listener. These talks and conversations deal with God's gospel work in our world. God has called us Christians to be light in darkness and salt amongst the corruption. It's an honor to be a laborer in God's harvest, and I'm excited about encouraging others to be as well. That's why we started this particular podcast. We've been talking about God's call to do, or what we would call, full-time ministry. In our last visit, I shared with you how God worked in my own life, calling me to vocational full-time ministry. I want to remind you that the Christian life is a journey. God has a plan and a path for all of us. In our last visit, I shared how I progressed in my life from a decision as a teenager to give my life to Christ to use because I sensed him calling, to my college training and then bringing me back, spending 41 years on the staff of the Cleveland Baptist Church. My time on the pastoral staff was a great joy. For 12 years, I served as an associate pastor, helping the pastor to do what God had given him to do. And then the next five years, I served as a co-pastor, helping our church transition from one pastor to the next. In the last 24 years, I served as the senior pastor. In those 24 years, from 1995 to 2019, we saw God do some pretty wonderful and incredible things in our church. The church experienced growth as hundreds of people came to know Christ and were baptized. Consequently, the church was strengthened and expanded its footprint and its influence in the city of Cleveland and, may I say, literally around the world. The city of Cleveland, as I think about it, is a a city that's fallen on some hard times. It'd be what would be classically known as a Rust Belt city. We began to see some real decline in 2000, the year 2000. Our city began to develop some real economic hardship. The demographics began to change. People began to leave. Businesses were closing. A lot of manufacturers moved overseas or to the south. We were feeling a real economic crunch in our church as we saw families leave because of their work. We also didn't see too many people moving to Cleveland because their work was bringing them there. There just wasn't much work to be found. When I became the pastor in 1995, our church was badly in debt. We had just completed a fairly significant school building for our ministry, and I had pushed our our people and our pastor to, to build that building. After I became pastor, we added to the debt because we saw the need of purchasing some additional property adjacent to ours, and by the time 2005 rolled around, I was now 10 years into my pastorate, and I sensed there was a real need to deal with our debt. God was leading me to do something about it. I just didn't know how or what. But through a series of events, we, by the leading of the Lord, developed a capital stewardship program and then led our church on this journey of faith. To make a long story short, from 2006 through 2009, we raised over $1 million in addition to our regular giving to pay off the church debt and to do some other projects. On a Sunday night in March of 2009, I stood on the platform with some of our deacons, staff, and trustees, and we together burnt the mortgage. 
This marked the first time in nearly 50 years of our church history that we were completely out of debt. It was a glorious moment. After we paid off all the debt, we then began to greatly improve the facilities. Some of our buildings were old and they needed to be refurbished and rehabbed and, and God enabled us to do that. We saw our missions program most significantly grow and expand. We at a point had 18 families that were sent out of our church to do either church planning or mission work, either here in the United States or around the world. And we had another 160 families or individuals that we were partnering with in monthly support. My last few years as the pastor of the Cleveland Baptist Church, the church gave over $500,000 each year to missions. Now, I say that because I want to share with you that God did some good things, and certainly I had no reason to really think any different than I was going to be there for a while. But I want to fast forward from 2000 to 2017. At that point, uh, I had now been, in September 2017, pastor for 22 years. Something was happening that September. God was stirring in my heart. I was becoming increasingly uneasy and sensed that his time for me pastoring and serving the people of the Cleveland Baptist Church was coming to an end. God made it clear to me that I was to resign, and he gave me even a final date that at which point I would turn the church over to a, the next pastor. Let me speak to you for a moment about that. Just like my predecessor, Dr. Roy Thompson, saw the necessity of preparing for his departure as the pastor of the church, I saw the same thing. I knew at some point I would not be the pastor and the church would need to go on. I didn't want to be an old man in a pulpit hanging on to something that wasn't mine to start with. God spoke to my heart several years before he spoke to the hearts of our leadership about who my successor was going to be. Early in his life, I could see the hand of God on him. I knew at a point he would take the church. That younger man was my own son, my middle son, Pete. Now, I had to be careful. I had to be careful because I was a dad. I didn't want to push him or even promote him, but I had need to allow God to do this work of promoting him and leading him and our church. As time went on, the deacons and the other leaders saw and recognized what God was doing. When I met with our deacons and pastoral staff and gave them a timeline, Peter was the man they wanted to speak to about being the next pastor. The deacons met with him and unanimously recommended him to the congregation. When the church took a vote in November of 2016, he received a 97% call. At that point, I thought that I would serve the church until September of 2020, which was my 25th anniversary as the pastor. But God in September 2017 changed my plan. He spoke clearly to my heart and shared that I was to spend my last day as the pastor on June the 2nd, 2019. It was clear that God was changing my life in ministry. My question was, what's next? One of the joys of ministry is making friends and encouraging other laborers in the harvest. It's been my joy to make many friends across the broad spectrum of the independent Baptists over the years. One of the persons that God used in my life is Dr. Paul Chapel. I met him at the beginning of my pastorate. It was October of 1995. I'd only been the pastor for a short month when I attended a meeting of the First Baptist Church of Bridgeport where Dr. R.B. Ouellette pastored. It was at that meeting that I met and made the friendship of Paul Chapel. God used Brother Chapel's friendship and mentorship in my life over the many years. Dr. Chapel is a man that God has greatly used in his harvest, and I wanted to be a friend to him. In 2016, I had been invited by Pastor Chapel to participate in the Spiritual Leadership Asia Conference in Manila. 
It was at that meeting that I met a man by the name of named Naranjan Sundaraj, whose burden for the 1040 window was infectious. That 2016 conference began a work in my heart, even though I didn't know it. As God's timeline for me as a pastor was ending, I still didn't know what I was to do next. I had been invited to speak in 2018 at the Spiritual Leadership Asia Conference again in Manila. When I attended that meeting, God stirred in my heart about making this ministry a focus on the next leg of my ministry journey. While at that conference, I spoke briefly to Dr. Chaplin and to Brother Naranjan about the potential of me working with them in developing a ministry that we would call Spiritual Leadership Asia. They both thought that God was doing something, and so we made plans to meet in Lancaster, California in August of 2018. It was at that meeting that God birthed the Spiritual Leadership Asia aspect as another component to the Spiritual Leadership Asia Conference. We could all see the need to raise awareness of the 1040 window among independent Baptists here in America, specifically to raise awareness of what we call the 1040 focused Asian nations. I explain the 1040 window this way. It's a rectangle box drawn 10 degrees north of the equator to 40 degrees north of the equator, beginning on the west side of Africa, walking through or running through the Middle East, all the way across to Asia. In that box, we have one-third of the world's land mass, but more importantly, we have two-thirds of the world's population. Over 5 million people live in that area. 37 of the largest, 50 largest cities in the world are located in the 1040 window. Most of these people are living in spiritual darkness. When we speak of the 1040 Asian-focused nations, we are drawing a box a little differently. We drop 10 degrees south of the equator to 40 degrees north of the equator in that area of Asia where we have the least Christian evangelized nations. At that meeting in August, God made it clear that I was to work to help in this mission endeavor. I took on the responsibility to be the North American Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia. My responsibility primarily means I represent this ministry to churches in America and periodically travel overseas to do training and conduct other meetings. As I think about the journey of ministry, here I am. I've come full circle and now God is allowing me to do mission work that I was not able to do earlier in my life. Wow, God has a plan for all those who labor in the harvest. Can I encourage you to allow God to direct your steps today? See, we all want a future, but the future is determined upon our obedience to God every day, each step of the way. Well, we're going to conclude here today, and I want to thank you again for listening. Hopefully, we can meet again next time as we continue on in these visits as we talk about laborers for the harvest. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you have been encouraged by today's podcast. If you have been helped, we want to encourage you to subscribe and to share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. If you want to know more about Kevin Folger and the ministry, please visit his ministry at kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us again next time for more Laborers in the Harvest. Mm -hmm.